such that track it turns into gold Everybody knows I've got the magic in me When I hit the floor, the girls come snapping at me Now everybody wants a blast of magic, magic, magic Magic, 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 Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the St. Ambrose University Sports Show on KALA HD2, 106.1 FM, Schistel Speaks Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. Today is February 16th, and it has been a snowy but not extremely cold day here at St. Ambrose and around the Quad Cities area. However, once that sun went down, it has definitely gotten quite a bit chillier. Temperatures still currently reading 36 degrees, but... It feels a bit colder than that outside right now. This evening's edition of Schistel Speak Sports is action-packed, and it should be a good one. So, without further delay, let's jump right into the action. The first sport I will be discussing in this evening's show is the women's basketball team. This women's basketball team enters tonight's show with an overall record of 16 wins and 11 losses, and then a conference record of 12 wins and 7 losses. Since last week's episode of this show, the Bees have played two games, going 0-2 on the week. The Bees' first game came against Holy Cross, in which it was an 81-62 loss for the Bees. The leading scorer in this game out of the starting five was Caitlin Thole. She had 13 points, five rebounds, one assist, two steals, and a block. Janie Prestigard followed up Thole's performance, adding 12 points of her own with four assists. I'm sorry, with one assist, four rebounds, and four steals. Abby Walter and Anna Plummer both put up 10 points in this game for the Bees, and then Caitlin Brunson wrapped up the starting five with four points. Coming off the bench, there were seven players who came in for the Bees, four of them putting up points. Erica Boswick led the bench in scoring with six points, followed up by Haley Shashelshik with four points, Ellie Gobert had two, and Olivia Harder had one. Ellie Halabar, Caroline Cool, and Riley Foots all put up zero points in their minutes played. However, they all put up different stats, including Caroline Cool with two rebounds and two assists. In this game, overall, the Bees shot 46% from the field, 37% from beyond the arc, and 65% from the charity stripe. However, the Bees had a hard time shutting down the scores of Holy Cross, as both Jada Miller and Grace Adams had 21 points apiece for the Holy Cross Fighting Saints. Holy Cross now moves to 15-12 and 12 on the year with a 10-9 and 9 conference record. So after that loss to Holy Cross, the Fighting Bees look to bounce back in their game against the St. Francis of Illinois Fighting Saints in Joliet. In this one, the Bees dropped 72-54 to 54 as St. Francis outscored the Bees in three of the four quarters, the only quarter the Bees outscored the Fighting Saints was in the fourth, in which the Bees led scoring 17-15. to In this game, the shots did not fall for many players, but Caitlin 
yes, by but Caitlin Thole definitely led scores with 18 points. Thole also had eight rebounds and one assist. Janie Prestigard kept her strong season going with a double-double once again, putting up 11 points and 10 rebounds. She also had an assist, a steal, and three blocks. Anna Plummer had eight points, and then Abby Walter and Caitlin Brunson finished off the starting five with seven points apiece. Five players made appearances off the bench for the Bees. Caroline Cool led scoring off the bench with two points. Haley Shashelshik had one. Olivia Harder, Ellie Gobert, and Ellie Hullabar all had their time once again. None of them put up points. The only stats coming from those players is an Ellie Gobert steal and an Ellie Hullabar turnover. Again, the Bees were not shooting the ball well in this game. 36% from the field, 36% from beyond the arc, and only 50% from the free throw strike. Again, the Bees had a hard time stopping the scorers of the Fighting Saints, as Justine Charlesworth had 20 points, Jordan Pyle had 16, and Hannah Swidek had 10. Those were just three of the players from the Fighting Saints who really had good game scoring as all players who actually scored in the game had five or more points. So for this Fighting Bees women's basketball team, they look to snap their now three-game losing streak this Saturday, February 18th, in their regular season finale. The Bees will take on the Indiana South Bend Titans at 1 o'clock p.m. from their home gym of Lee Loman Arena uh, here on the campus of St. Ambrose University. The Bees are still currently sitting in sixth place of the CCAC or the Chicago, the Chicago Collegiate Athletic Conference. Um, they are either hoping to improve upon their seating for the conference tournament or stay where they are and just lock down a spot for sure. So going off of the recent struggles of the women's basketball team, the men's basketball team also has not been able to win many games this year as their record currently sits at four wins and 20 losses overall and then three wins and 16 losses in the conference. The Bees are currently on a four-game losing streak and they have gone 0-3 since last week's episode. In their game from the 11th, against Holy Cross, it was a heartbreaker for the Bees, losing 99-93 to in double overtime. In the game for the Bees, the leading scorer was Will Spriggs with 20 points. Andrew Morrissey had 18 and Jake Friel had 17, as Grant Mason put up 6 and Kieran Farrell wrapped up the starting 5 with 3. Off the bench, there were a few good shooters for this Bees team, including Max Steiner's 8 points, and Evan Walsh's three, but really the leading scorer off the bench and the spark plug in the bench players was Ignacio Decunda, the freshman out of Argentina. Decunda had 18 points in this game, as well as, it looks like, no assists, but five rebounds and a steal. The Bees only shot 39% from the field, 44% from beyond the arc, and 83% from the free throw strike. So going into halftime, the Bees were trailing 32-26 to in this game, but then the Bees outshot Holy Cross 47-41 to in the second half to knock things up. In the first overtime, it was only 8 points apiece 
for either team's way low scoring overtime got things going. However, in the second overtime, the Bees are outshot as Holy Cross puts up 18 points and the Bees only put up 12 for the narrow loss. Then on Monday, the Bees came home to face off against Trinity International. The Bees dropped this game by 9 points, losing 74-65. to So then the Bees looked to bounce back and win against St. Francis of Illinois. That game was played yesterday. However, the Bees drop another game by 12 points, 73-61. to The Bees trailed at the half, 34-31, so it was a very close game. But then the Fighting Saints of St. Francis outscored the Bees 39-30 in the second half to give them that 12-point margin. In this game, Andrew Morrissey led scores with 15 points out of the starting five for the Bees and overall. And then Ignacio DeCunda and Jake Friel both put up 11. Will Spriggs added six, and then Max Steiner wrapped up the starting five with six points. Off the bench, Kieran Farrell had six points, Ty White had three, and Grant Mason had two in his 15 minutes of play. In this game, once again, shooting was extremely poor for this men's basketball team, shooting 39% from the field, 28% from beyond the arc, and 68% from the free throw strike. As has been the case for a lot of the men's basketball games this year, there are just a few players on the opposing teams that the Bees cannot seem to stop, and that was the case for E.J. Charles of St. Francis, who had 21 points and three rebounds in the game. Outside of Charles, Idor Anabitarte had 18 points and 13 rebounds for the Fighting Saints, as Darius Wright also added 12 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 steals. Those are all just from the starting 5. The leading scorer off the bench for the Fighting Saints was number 3, Justin Phillips, and in his 16 minutes of play, he recorded 1 assist with 7 points. Really, the Fighting Saints didn't shoot too well either, only 43% from the field, 39% from beyond the arc, and 66% from the free throw stripe. So relatively similar numbers, but the Fighting Saints just, you know, they outshot the Bees by 11% from beyond the arc, and that will do it when you're in the late game situation, especially trying to build upon a lead that you already had, like the Fighting Saints did. So the Bees drop yet another game. The Bees look to close out their season with a win this Saturday at 3 o'clock p.m., just like the women's team, against Indiana South Bend at Lee Loman Arena. Now, this has not been a successful season for the Bees, 4-20. The players are not happy with themselves. Coach Ray Shevlin, I'm sure, is not all too happy. But it is senior day on Saturday, so the Bees are going to look to send out the seniors with a win and try to shine at least some light on what was a bleak and dark season for the Bees. The Bees are currently second to last in the conference. They find themselves 13 games back from the leaders. And yes, leaders is plural. St. Xavier, Olivet, Nazarene, and Roosevelt are all tied atop of the conference. And in this late in the season, it's going to be interesting to see who, you know, has to split titles and or really if somebody can just come away outright with the win. 
Now, good news for the Bees. They are two games ahead of the last place team in the Cardinal Stretch Wolves. And with only one game left to play, I don't believe Cardinal Stretch has any shot of tying with the Bees for last place. I believe Cardinal Stretch also only has one game left to go in their season. Both the men's and women's basketball games will be broadcasted live here on KALA HD2 106.1 FM Saturday against the Titans. Again, those games will be played at 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I will be on the call from Lee Loman Arena with David Meyer. We are also going to possibly be testing out a new guy just as about kind of like a halftime show to see how he works as he showed some interest. So I'm very excited to close out the basketball season. Hopefully if the women's team makes a conference tournament like I'm expecting them to, we may be able to travel with them. I guess it all depends on uh, our athletics department and the athletics department of the other schools as well as the C the CCAC. Now the final sport I'm going to talk about before hitting the halftime break is going to be the men's volleyball program. Men's volleyball comes in with an overall record of four wins and eight losses on the year with a 3-1 conference record. Throughout the past week, the men's volleyball team has found themselves on a bit of a poorly played a poorly played patch of games. Man, when I first wrote that down, it sounded a lot better in my head, but that one was a bit hard to get out of the mouth. This past weekend, the Bees traveled to North Dakota to play in the Jamestown Invitational. The Bees went 1-3 on the weekend, only beating Central Christian, a university from Kansas, three sets to none. After that little invitational, the Bees traveled across the river to Rock Island, Illinois, to take on the Quad Cities rivals in Augustana. The Bees lose that three sets to one, thus the Bees find themselves on a three-game losing streak. Now, just to look ahead at the men's volleyball schedule, and where they sit, the Bees will face off at Calumet in Indiana. It is Whiting, Indiana at 7 o'clock p.m. tonight. So that game will be starting up in about 15 minutes. As it is a conference game, the first conference game for the Bees in about a week and a half. Their last one was on the 7th of February. So they look to improve on their overall record, but also build that strong conference record. So outside of tonight's game, the Bees will face off against St. Xavier University on Monday, February 20th at 7 o'clock p.m. from Lee Loman Arena. And then they will face off against Augustana next Wednesday, February 22nd. Try to get some revenge on the Quad Cities rivals at 7 o'clock p.m. from Lee Loman Arena once again. So three games that the Bees will play before next week's episode, and I will have stats on all three of those matchups for the Bees. Bees fans and KALA listeners alike, that's going to do it for the first half of Schistel Speak Sports. I've been your host, Ryan Schistel. Coming up after this short halftime break, I'll be back to talk about the track and field teams, the lacrosse teams, and then the freshly started seasons for both the baseball and softball programs. Don't touch that dial because this is the place to be on your Thursday evening. You're listening to Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1 FM. In the early hours after the tsunamis, it was ham radio that was on the air saving lives. Supplies are en route. Food is coming up in the convoy uh, about a mile and a half back. Roads are somewhat passable. When Florida was ripped by hurricanes, the hams were there. Okay, we'll deploy the 
communications volunteers as soon as we get to the area. We're about 30 seconds out. In the critical moments after the attack of 9-11, it was the hams who coordinated emergency messages. Copy number one. Message number one from Red Cross Evacuation Shelter. Can you hear us now? Antennas are up. Everything looks good. We are in communications with the Capitol. Ham radio works when other communications don't. To learn how you can become a ham radio operator, call the ARRL, the National Association for Amateur Radio, at 1-800-326-3942. The emergency communication center has been set up. We're on the air. Communication is good. Good job, fellas. This is W1AW out. When my family found out I was on drugs, they were devastated. It was killing them, you know, it was killing them. It tears your family up more than it does you. My dad was frantic, and he looked at me and he said, we're not going to gamble with your life. I wanted to have my family back, and that's when my mother found Narconon. If you or someone you love has a drug or alcohol problem, call Narconon today at 1-800-468-6933 or visit us at www.stopaddiction.com. Hi, this is Coolio. I have it, you have it, we all have it. It's called blood. And every three seconds, someone needs blood. Each year, four million people need blood transfusions. You can help by becoming a blood donor. It's fast, simple, and safe. One donation from you can save up to three lives. Be a lifesaver. Call 1-866-FROM-YOU. That's 1-866-376-6968. Toll free to find out where you can donate and save a life today. Hey, Jack, you got a sec? Yeah, sure, come on in. Yeah, I was wondering if you... Jack, your hair's on fire. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, I just need to finish this sales report, and then I'll probably, oh, I don't know, let me lie down for a bit. But I'm, I'm sure it'll go away. But the flames are getting bigger. Sh shouldn't I... Your hair, there's so much fire. No, 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 I'll be fine. What can I help you with? Oh, dear. Well, at least we know the sprinkler system works. You wouldn't ignore this. So why ignore the signs of a stroke? If you or someone you know suddenly experiences numbness of the face, arm, or leg, or is sudden trouble speaking, seeing, or walking, don't wait to get help. Call 911 right away, because time lost is brain lost. To find out more, visit www.strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE. This message brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Sports. K-A-L-A Davenport. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Ryan Schistel, live from the studios of K-A-L-A HD2 106.1 here on the campus of St. Ambrose University. This is the second half of tonight's edition of Schistel Speaks Sports, and it was basketball and volleyball talk in the first half of the show, so let's talk about SAU track and field mixed in with some lacrosse, baseball, and softball. To start things off, it's going to be track and field for the second half. Last weekend, the Fighting Bees track and field teams competed in the SAU tune-up 
at St. Ambrose's Wellness and Recreation Center. The men's team took first of 10 teams competing in the SAU tune-up, getting their first official victory on the indoor season. It is at least their fifth top two finish in seven meets. Two of those meets on the athletics website have no scores, so they could have come in the top two, maybe even won some more meets uh, overall, but with no team score, it's just a bit hard to tell for sure. Like the men's team, the women's track and field team took first of 10. It is their third first place finish and also their fifth top two finish. Again, with two scores not being posted, they could have some more victories and more top two finishes. It's just hard to tell. Both the men's and women's track and field teams look to have major success this weekend in the CCAC Indoor Championships. The conference championships will be held at St. Ambrose University once again in the Wellness and Recreation Center. The conference championships will be taking place tomorrow, Friday, February 17th, and Saturday, February 18th. Um, I'm expecting a really good turnout of both fans for all the teams competing, but also I'm expecting a lot of good success for this Bees team. I have been to almost all of the home meets that the Bees have had. Uh, I just got a lot of friends on the team, and I will say that not only are the meets fun, but they're just they're entertaining. There's a lot of good energy, a lot of good slow claps coming from the throwers once it hits the finals. Um, a lot of football players run track, so just some amazing speed out of the dual sport athletes there. And like I said, it's just a lot of fun. Um, I am definitely going to be there tomorrow. Not too sure about Saturday. I'll see if I can get up there for a little bit before the basketball games. But even if not, I'm sure I'll be able to hear from Lee Loman Arena. I'll be able to hear the crowd cheering for the Bees and the other schools competing. So good luck to the Bees and good luck to really all the teams competing. But, you know, this is a St. Ambrose sports show and I am a student here at St. Ambrose. So just especially good luck to the Bees this weekend. After this event coming up this weekend, the teams for both the men's and women's track and field teams will be on a bit of a break. They will start their outdoor season on April 1st. However, the Bees have many athletes who will be competing in the NAIA Indoor National Championships from South Dakota. Those will take place from March 2nd to March 4th. So outside of that, just a few you know personal accolades for the Bees as both Jonah Wilson and Anna Miller were named the CCAC Field Athletes of the Week. Um, both throw extremely well. Uh, two athletes that I really keep my eye on when I'm at the meet because they are performing at the top of the Bees for a lot of events, but they're also just, they bring a lot of good energy to the men's and women's teams. So I'm very excited to see how they perform this weekend as well. So again, just good luck to the Fighting Bees on the conclusion of their indoor seasons. And now let's move on to lacrosse. So the men's lacrosse team has officially started their season, except it was not the way the team planned. So far, the Bees have played two games, and coming into the season, the Bees were ranked number five nationally. So the number five St. Ambrose Fighting Bees started off their season against the number one team in the nation, Reinhardt. 
the Bees dropped to the number one team by a final score of 20-9. to nine. In the game for the Bees, it was a close game after the first quarter with a 6-4 to four score in favor of Reinhardt, but then they blow it open going into the half putting up four goals compared to the Bees' one, so it was 10-5 to five at half. Reinhardt added five more goals in both the third and fourth quarters as the Bees were able to add two more in each for the final score of 20-9. to nine. For the Bees, there were goals scored by many of the players, but Michael Keating had two, Mikhail Shaddix had two, and Cole Danner had two. Those were the only players with multiple goals in the game. Isaiah Hahn had one, as well as Matt Cortopasi and Lachlan Hodge. They all had one, so a lot of good scoring. Nolan Hayes was in goal. He had 19 saves on the 39 shots he faced. He played all 60 minutes of the game. So Nolan Hayes drops to 0-1 as the goalie of the Bees, but the Bees look to bounce back in their second game of the season against Cumberlands as Cumberlands came in ranked number three. So in this matchup, it was a bit of a closer one, but the Bees drop 12-9 to against Cumberlands, a school out of Kentucky. Again, going into the half, it was a kind of a blowout, 7-2, to but then the Bees turned things around in the third quarter, putting up five goals compared to Cumberlands 2, so going into the fourth quarter, the score was only 9-7. to The Bees looked to, you know, at least not things up, putting up two goals to make it 9-9, but then Cumberland's adds three to make it 12-9 as the Bees drop. Cole Danner led scores for the Bees in this one with three goals as Tyler Yetka added two. Outside of those two, Isaiah Hahn... Mikhail Shaddix, Matt Cortopasi, and Michael Shakran all had one goal. Again, Nolan Hayes was in goal. He saved 25 shots but gave up those 12 goals in his 37 shots faced, so he drops to 0-2 on the year in goal. Now, the Bees are 0-2, but they are still ranked number 5 nationally, at least until the next rankings come out, which is on March 6th. The Bees will not go the Bees will not be playing a game until Wednesday, February 22nd against Indiana Tech and February 23rd against Taylor University. Both of those games will be played at 10 a.m. and both of those games will be played at Grand Park in Westfield, Indiana. The women's across season will start up next Friday, February 24th against Midland University. The Bees will have a home game to start off the season from St. Vincent's Athletic Complex. And the Bees come in not necessarily ranked, but they start in second place of their conference. Now on to baseball and softball talk. The baseball team has been without action since their opening series against Ottawa in Kansas. As discussed in last week's episode, the Bees are 1-3 on the year, and they look to improve now with a four-game set this weekend against Benedictine in Kansas. Games will be played at noon and 3 o'clock on both Saturday and Sunday. The Fighting Bees softball team got their season started last weekend with a four-game set from the Ambrose Dome against Graceland University. The Bees split the series two games apiece with Graceland, 
winning both games on Saturday but losing both games on Sunday. In game one on Saturday against Graceland, a.k.a. the opening game of the season for the Bees, it was a 4-3 narrow win. So the Bees score four runs, putting one up in the second and then three in the bottom of the eighth. And those three were big for the Bees as going in to really, it was actually, yes, so the Bees play eight games. It was knotted up at one apiece after seven, so they went into extra innings. Graceland put up two in the top of the eighth, and then the Bees walk it off with three runs. Emily Erickson will get the win for the Bees out of the bullpen. She pitched three and a third innings, giving up five hits, three runs all earned, one walk, and five strikeouts. The starting pitcher in this game for the Bees was Erica Ralphs, who went four and two-thirds, giving up only one hit and no earned runs. However, she walked three and struck out six. For the Bees, the top hitters were Alyssa Schumacher, as Schumacher in her four at-bats had two hits and one run. Outside of Schumacher's two hits, the only other player with a hit for the Bees was Reagan Engberg, who went one for three on the day with an RBI, an RBI and a strikeout, as the Bees were only able to piece together three hits. They also had two errors compared to Graceland's five errors. In game two on Saturday for the Bees, it was yet another win, but this time not as narrow of a margin. The Bees won this game 7-3. However, they were out-hit by Graceland 12-8. So, in this game for the Bees, they put up two runs in the second, two runs in the fourth, two runs in the fifth, and one in the sixth, compared to Graceland's one run in the first, one in the second, and one in the fifth. The winning pitcher in this game for the Bees was Maria Provenzano. She went four innings, giving up eight hits and two runs, both earned. She had seven strikeouts. Kayla Romer then came in out of the bullpen, only pitching two-thirds of an inning, giving up one hit, which was a... And then she also gave up a run that was earned with one strikeout. Annabelle Cruel got the save. It's her first of the season. She finished off the game. She pitched the last two and a third innings, giving up three hits, no earned runs, and two strikeouts. So the best hitters of the game were Mackenzie Stew and Brooke Baker. First off for Mackenzie Stewie, she had one hit on her one at bat that drove in two RBIs. And then for Brooke Baker, Baker, who was playing first base, had one hit in her two at bats. Uh, she had an RBI. She did strike out, but she also walked once. And she scored a run. She left one runner on base for the Bees. Maria Provenzano, Mackenzie Stewie, and Paige Kirkman all had two RBIs in the game. Brooke Baker had one. And Shay Erdrich had a sack fly. Uh, Shay Erdrich, Alyssa Schumacher, and Allison Polly all also had a stolen base for the Bees. And then in the Sunday affair, the Bees lost the first game, a close game, 2-1, to one, and then lost game 2, 10-3. So the Bees win in a close game, then have a bit of a blowout win in the second game on Saturday, 
then they lose the first game on Sunday narrowly and kind of get blown out in the second game. The Fighting Bees softball team looks to improve upon their record this weekend as they host three teams at the Ambrose Dome. On Saturday, the Bees will face off against Culver Stockton out of Missouri at 10 a.m., and then they will face off against Waldorf at 2 p.m. Then on Sunday, both games will be played against Clark, a school from up north in Iowa. Those games will be played at 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock p.m. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Schistel Speak Sports. I've been your host, Ryan Schistel. Don't forget that past episodes of Schistel Speak Sports can be found on KALA streaming services like Spotify. However, I will say the episodes so far from this semester have not been up with some technical difficulties. Again, you've been listening to Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1, your exclusive channel for St. Ambrose University Sports on the air. Don't forget to tune into this channel, KALA HD2 106.1, where it will be the St. Ambrose Fighting Bees against the Indiana South Bend Titans for the men's and women's regular season basketball finales this Saturday. Those games, again, are at 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock p.m. Once again, I'm Ryan Schistel, your host, and go Bees! For yourself, my man, you'll never be what is in you.